0: You're listening to the Lompoc Foursquare Church Podcast. Think about this. How does faithfulness feel to you? When a friend says, I'll be there for you, and there they are. When, when you pay for something, and the, the, the person or the company underpromises but over-delivers, how does that feel to you? When you order your pizza and it gets there on time and it's hot, Faithfulness. You ever had the opposite happen? Where, where you pay good money for something, and on the last service, there were people, you know, and it happened to them. They paid good money for something, and, and there was a lack of integrity. There was a lack of. You ever, ever heard this phrase? My word is, is my bond. And you go, wow. And, 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 And you got a service, and it just felt so good to have integrity and reliability. There's a a scripture in Numbers, it's not in your notes, but it says, God is not a man that he should fall back on his promises or that he should lie. God is faithful. And I want to talk to you today about faithfulness. We, we've been looking at some of the pathways to growth. We talked about setting good goals for the year, smart goals. Uh, we, we've talked about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, uh, you know, patience, gentleness, and kindness. Uh, last week, Rob Adell did a great job talking to us about basically that, that our work, whatever it might be, whether it's our household that we keep or it's a job that we have, we do it for the Lord. We have integrity in our lives. We, we put others before ourselves. I mean, I, I listened to that message not only here live, uh, three services, but also online. And he did a remarkable job reminding us about we have a responsibility before God for all that we say and do and think and how we treat others. Lamentations 3, 22 and twenty three says, because of the Lord's great love, would you read the rest with me? We are not consumed, for His compassions never fail; they are new every morning. And let's say this: Great is, great is, great is your faithfulness. Uh, the Hebrew text would read this way: We can not weigh. Is a weighty word. We cannot weigh how faithful you are. Your, your faithfulness is so heavy, it's beyond our ability to weigh it. That's how faithful God is. God is incredibly faithful. Now, a, a few weeks back, we looked at 1 Corinthians 13. Remember the love chapter? Love is kind and nice and it doesn't keep record of wrongs. And, and we came up with these weeds that we needed to pull out of our garden. These were the opposites of the love chapter. These were the 1 Corinthians 13's weeds. The weed chapter. Weeds, not weed. Weeds. Uh, Envy, boast, pride, dishonoring, self-seeking, easily angered, keeping score and delighting in evil. Think in your mind now of some of the weeds that keep us from being faithful. Some of the weeds that keep us from being faithful. Can, can anybody think of one? Huh? Remember, I'm a drummer. I have drummer ears. I can't hear anything. What'd you say? Huh? Doubt? doubt? Yeah, doubt. But what about, uh, uh, anybody want to throw another one out? Selfish. Huh? Selfish. Selfishness. Oh, yeah. I made a commitment to you to be faithful, but now I want to be selfish. True, true story. A friend of mine. Uh, who's a teacher and a speaker and a presenter, he had made a commitment to speak at a church of about 50 people for the weekend, a Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, which would mean that a church of 50 might have 30 people show up for his weekend conference. He made a commitment to do it for his pastor friend. Um, He was going to have to get there on his own expenses, and there'd be no stipend, honorarium, or gift. A large ministry called him and said, "Um, we would like you to come and speak for us. We have a weekend. We will pay all your travel expenses, put you up in a nice hotel, and give you a $10,000 honorarium. Same weekend as the Church of 50. And he said to me, Bernie, you got any advice for me? And I said, your word is is your bond. Tell the $10,000 weekend people to find another weekend. That was their weekend. And they called him back and said, if you can't do it, then we'll we'll find someone else to come in and speak. Now, the $10,000 would mean a lot to his annual income. Let me just tell you this. But my friend chose to do what he said he would do. I I, I said the church of 50 might have 30, um, they only have 18 registrants. And I said these words that I've said to you many times, God keeps really good books. And your word is your bond, faithfulness. It almost seems like faithfulness is a lost art today because when you think about marriages, you think about somebody being, well, you don't really call them a cheat, do you? You call them unfaithful, don't you? Somebody hits the panic bar, they hit the exit bar, they're out. Uh, Maybe you have a, a company you work at and you have an employee and you can count on me, I'll be there early. They are early one day and the second day they call in sick. Come on, come on. Or someone says, I will deliver, and they're not able to do so. But I just want to massage into you a little bit today. Where can you ratchet up your faithfulness in how you think, and how you speak, and the faith of your heart, and how you treat people? Number one, faithfulness is essential for our growth. If we really want to grow, we must develop a deeper faithfulness. I kind of just came up with this statement that faithfulness is Spirit-produced. Remember, these are the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. If you leave it up to your flesh to produce faithfulness, you won't become faithful. But how can the Holy Spirit empower you to, to, to put down your desires and to pick up your responsibility in life? It's a drive to follow after God and to be like Him because all through the Scripture, God is faithful. I want to give you some uh, definitions before we do the fill-in. Uh, several of the, the different New Testament uh, uh, dictionaries like Thayer and Vine and William Barclay say this. Let me just give you some of the words. This Faithfulness is a conviction or a belief in respect to God and to Christ. It is how we describe the quality of fidelity and faithfulness. It's the character of one who can be relied on no matter the pressures of life. No matter what they're going through, you can still rely on them. To be trusted, to be reliable. It's a virtue of reliability. And it is the closest word in the New Testament, that describes the heart of God. We would say that God is love, but another word that would be equal to that is God is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful. And if we want to be more like God, then here's this definition. It's the virtue of reliability, a deep conviction about something. And when we unpack the fruit of the Spirit, it starts with love. Love manifests itself in joy and peace and long-suffering and also manifests itself in faithfulness. You could write this down, that faithfulness is love that's, that's hanging on. You know, there, 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 there's someone cuter, there's someone younger, there's someone nicer. But I've determined I'm going to be faithful to my marriage vow, if you're married. There's, a, there, there's, a, there's an opportunity for more money, like my friend's story, but I am going to commit to what I already committed to because my, my word is my bond. And I am going to say that I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's going to produce a deep faithfulness in my life. All through the scriptures, we're challenged to be faithful. First uh, Corinthians, let me just give you a kind of a blast here of them. First Corinthians 4 says we're to be faithful stewards of what God's given us, our finances. Ephesians 6 talks about being faithful in our service to the Lord and to others. 1 Timothy 5 speaks of being faithful in our marriages. Revelation 2 speaks of being faithful in our witnessing. And I don't think there's anything that will help us witness the love of Christ to others than being faithful. Do you know what I hear a lot? I, I hear this a lot. Christians are flaky. I can't rely on my Christian friends. Or they're kind of like flighty, you know? They're led by the Spirit. Woo, all around, you know? Or someone came to me many years ago, and it wasn't anybody in our community. It was outside the community, but they, they tried to do business with somebody. They had a fish on their business card and a cross. And they thought, well, there's a Christian. And they talked to them about being uh, their service they would provide. And they said, don't worry. Uh, we, we are ethical here because we believe in the Word of God. I'm a Christian. And, and, and they ripped this person off. And they came to me and said, what do, what do I do? And the Bible says you shouldn't sue your brother. And they got, you know, it was, this was really tough for them. They were in a bind. And all i remember when they put their head down. I mean, they lost thousands of dollars. And they put their head down. And they said, Pastor, they told us that they were Christian. And that was their ethic. And that's how they would, they would respond to us. Christ-like business and customer service. And they ripped us off. Ah, you know, and when unchurched people come to me and say, we would go to church except so many Christians are flaky. Now, not you. Not you watching online. Come on, LFC, baby, where faithfulness is more than a word. Come on, come on. Romans 12 says that we are to be faithful in our prayers. Colossians 1 says that it speaks of being faithful in our ministry. Revelation 17 speaks of us being faithful in our following to the Lord. Uh, 3 John 3 says that we are to be faithful in the truth. Revelation 13 speaks of a faithfulness, even in our times of persecution and difficulty, that we put Christ first. Now, you may remember this time where Jesus, in Matthew 16, he's just one of our illustrations I want to look at this morning that he was from this time explaining to his disciples he must go to Jerusalem. I must go there. This is ordained of God that I go to Jerusalem and I I suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. That's the plan of God, is it not? That's why Jesus came. But Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Just think about this picture. Peter rebuking God in the flesh. Never, Lord. Never, Lord, will this happen. This will not happen to you. And the reason that Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, is not because Peter was Satan. I read something online the other day that said, Peter in that moment became the devil. He did not become the devil, but he was like the devil. Because from the onset of Jesus' ministry, what did the devil try to do? He tried to get Jesus to be unfaithful. If you are the Son of God, command these stones to be bread. Bow down to me. Stop bowing down to your Father. You bow down to me. And everything that Jesus was about was to go to the cross and to die for our sins and to get us free from the clutches of the devil and to get us free from hell and the grave, to take death away from the devil, to take the keys of death away from him. I mean, it's this beautiful picture of redemption and freedom because of the faithfulness of Christ. And that's why he says, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And Jesus says, I have to go to Jerusalem. And Peter says, you're not going You're just like the devil because you want me to be unfaithful. Listen, listen. you want to hear something? Don't lose this thought. The only thing you hear me say, Hear this. Any time you feel like being unfaithful, it is an operation of the devil and how he works. I sign on the dotted line, but I'm not going to keep my commitments. And the devil is so excited when you say that. When you veer off the track of your commitments, your relationships, or, or, or your parenting, or whatever it might be, or you let your mind wander in unfaithful thoughts, unfaithful thinking, you let your heart uh, be embraced by doubt, unfaithful. Just, just know that you're, you're doing spiritual warfare when you are faithful. Just know when your word is your bond and and you're living this out, write it down that real faith produces faithfulness. Don't just say I have faith in God. But if you really want to grow, ratchet up your faithfulness before the Lord. I love Hebrews 11. It's a little assignment you can do on the side. You can read through Hebrews 11. It's the Faith Hall of Fame. It's a museum of faith, you know. And you read about a guy named Noah in verse 7. I just still baffled by this. By faith. His faith was put into action. Remember, James says, faith without works is dead. By faith, Noah being warned by God about things not yet seen. What hadn't been seen? It had never rained before. There'd never been a cloud in the sky that held water in it that defies gravity. Still baffles to me how clouds make rain. I mean, I read it, I, I saw the Science Channel, I still don't got it. Just a God thing. Yeah, there's clouds moving over your, your city, and pretty soon they're gonna drop water. Come, it's, it's, come on, does that baffle you? It baffles, I, I know, all you great scientists in the room. <laughs> Nothing. It's evaporation, it goes up into clouds, you have cumulus, clouds, blah, 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 and water falls down from the sky. Come on, it's brilliant and rain falls on the just and the unjust i mean read your bible it's, it's just brilliant and so here's noah it's never rained before and god says make a boat no one has ever seen a boat before and you saw the movie right <laughs> <laughs> and and people are walking by and here's what they say this guy needs psychiatric help he's built sweetheart what's your husband doing he building the boat. What for? Because water's gonna fall from the sky. Now you've seen rain. We, we just had some rain. Significant rain. Thank God. Sorry if your house got flooded, but thank God <laughs> for significant rain. Okay? And Noah, by let me just change the word, by faithfulness. He gets out there and builds a boat. And the last word is that his household was saved. Righteousness came to him according to faith. According to faithfulness. The faithfulness of God. It's an amazing thing. Would you have built the boat? If you had to go through the ridicule of of your friends who disowned you because you're nuts, would you have built the boat? Many of those friends were banging on the door trying to get in when the floods came. Forty days and Forty nights. Faithfulness number two has its foundation in God. Everything about the scriptures say that God is faithful. We can be faithful because we serve a faithful God. And one of the beauties about uh, God being faithful is in 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship or relationship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, salvation is available to us. God is no respecter of person. Whoever's will may come unto him by believing in Jesus Christ, who died and who rose again from the dead, and by confessing with your mouth, you are saved. And this faithfulness allows you to have a fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. But it's all through faithfulness. God is faithful. God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man, and God is, come on, God is, faithful. who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape for you, because why? He's faithful, so that you'll be able to endure it. Second 2 Corinthians 2.13, if we are faithless, <laughs> he remains what? Faithful. For he cannot deny himself. In other words, as I said earlier, his essence is love, but his essence is faithfulness. He can't deny that about himself. So even if you're flaky, not that you would be, that's passive preaching, isn't it? Even if you're flaky, but not you. But even if you are flaky, guess what? He remains faithful. Even if you woke up in the morning and forgot to pray. Now you should pray. Even if you woke up in the morning and didn't read your Bible because you were too busy. I heard it one time said, if you don't pray for the blessing of God today, he's not going to bless you. Where's that written? Even if I'm flaky, God is faithful. Isn't that good news? Even if I have a season where I can't hold it together or or, I, you know, my, my emotions are too much or the demands of life are too much. I have a faithful God. And as we just read, when the temptation comes against us, when the, when the adversary fights against us, God will make a way for us because he is faithful. God's faithfulness does not depend on us, and that's really good news. And our faithfulness should not depend on what others do either. My, my, I used to use the statement with my mama. Hey, uh, mama, remember this? Everybody's doing it. And she would take off her apron. (laughs) (laughs) And she would say, I bet you your mom or daddy said this too. Well, if everybody jumped off the bridge, come on, would you jump off the bridge too? I mean, really? You know, of course, mine said it with an Italian accent, a little different. Bernard, if everybody jumped off the bridge, you go jump it too. You know, kind of like that. It doesn't matter if the whole world, we sang it this morning, let the whole world say what they may. No one can take our faith away from us. Lord, I believe in you. Everybody else is flaking out. Everybody else is taking shortcuts. Everybody else is cheating on their taxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, Jesus, write this down, is our example of faithfulness. If you get stuck and wonder how you can grow in your faithfulness, just look to him. We we can be faithful because the one we follow and serve was faithful even to death on the cross. In other words, the devil could not deter him from his promise. He came lower than the form of angels. He, he, He came in human form to die, and no one could deter him from that. Even at the very end of the cross where he would say, it is, it is finished. You know what he's saying? I've been, I've been faithful. So, we are to be faithful, first of all, to God. God expects us to be faithful to him. Now, I know this is very basic. This is uh, Christianity 101. You, you know, good for review. For the eyes of the Lord, 2 Chronicles 69 run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. You know what God is looking for? Just tell you this. God's looking for people that will be loyal to him. And, And I don't want God to give some other pastor an assignment in town because he can't give it to me. I don't want God to give another church an assignment in town because he can't trust it to us. I want us to be loyal and faithful to God. Psalm 12, verse 1, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. I can't find anybody. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. Just think about it. People that you work with, people that you deal with, maybe people in your own family, what's the level of faithfulness? What's the level of, of, of commitment? Proverbs 20, verse 6, Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. I want to raise my hand. Don't you say, you can find me, Lord. Like my good friend Tommy Walker has a song, find me faithful, ever faithful. I make it the goal of my life. I was singing that this morning in the car. It was really good. Um, I was singing three-part harmony by myself. Anyway, the second thing is that we are faithful to others. You know, if you're married, you get it. You got to be faithful there's a story told about theologian and author, philosopher and apologist Norman Geisler. Uh, his neighbor had invited him to a vacation Bible school when he was a kid, and he went. Actually, it was a church that had a bus ministry, and the bus picked him up and brought him to church, and, and they prayed for him and thought he might come to Christ. He didn't. Well, I fast forward the tape. The the bus kept picking him up every. Sunday, till he was a senior in high school. And finally, when he was a senior, he gave his life to Christ. And Max Lucado tells the story, what if the bus driver said, we're going to give up on, on Norman? What if the Sunday school teacher and the youth pastor, what, what Many of you know my, my story. I, I came to know Christ at 14, and uh, as a direct result of a family two doors down that, that prayed for my salvation. When I was five days old, they brought me home from the hospital, and uh, <clears throat> I was speechless. But anyway, they brought me home, and uh, that's a miracle. And, and my mom said I was born talking. I don't know if that's true. But... But this family, the Biddles, two doors down, felt compelled to the Lord, we will pray for the Fetterman's salvation every day. 14 years, I was 14, for 14 years. Every Sunday night in their church, they had old-fashioned prayer requests. People would pop up and, you got a prayer request, pray for the Fettermans, pray for the Fettermans. Their pastor kind of got tired of it after about five years. But again, sure, Fettermans, Fettermans, Fettermans. I got to tell you something. I believe my salvation is a direct result of this family lovingly, faithfully serving my family and lovingly and with deep intercession praying for our salvation every day for 14 years. And I think about how easy it is for me to give up on people sometimes. Well, it's just, you know. This is good stuff. They're not coming to the Lord. You know, think about your neighbor. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. What if your neighbor actually meant your neighbor? I mean, theologians, well, what was Jesus meaning by neighbor? Your same culture? Was it? What if neighbor actually meant people that live across, above, below, next to? Love your neighbor as yourself. Be faithful to that. What if it meant your co-workers? What if it meant your schoolmates? What if it meant people in your household? And the third thing, of course, is we we have to be faithful to the church. I don't know if you knew this or not. This church survives, pays its bills, its insurance, its workers' comp, its light bill, based on the funds that you give. We don't get money from the Vatican we receive no money from Salt Lake City, I just thought I'd tell you that. There's no archdiocese that writes us a check every month, and we're not funded by the Santa Barbara Foundation. Whatever you guys give, we get to use, that's just the way it works. We say, well, I'm not giving anything, well, thank you for your faithfulness. <laughs> we, we appreciate that, you know, we'll, we'll sponsor more Little League teams and, and take care of our under-resourced in our community and, and do more stuff, and, you know. But but it's only because people like you, and, and by the way, thank you for your faithfulness to those of you that believe that this is a worthy place of your tithes and offerings. And I, I know every dollar that you get, it's, it's hard to give. When we do it in obedience to the Lord, I mean, to be faithful to the church. Now, let me, let me talk real quickly here, just to parents, just for a moment. Um, when you bring your kids to church, tell them why you selected this church. And then... Get ready. Stay here. You're going to have a bad sermon. I promise. I've done many bad ones. Somebody's going to sing off key. I promise. It's going to happen. Someday they're going to have the lights on. You're going to go, I don't like that color. I promise. I promise. You're going to find a typo in the bulletin. I promise. I promise. We'll fail you at some point. So I'm sorry that we'll fail you. This is the public apology for when we do fail you. But but here's what happened. A, a family many years ago um, kept going to like five churches. Bop 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 bop. I ran and around and around and and I finally saw them in the parking lot when they were coming back again after this, you know, nine church jaunt. And I said, um, "Forgive me, guys, for being a Budinski, but I'm going to." And uh, what are you teaching your kids? You're teaching your kids that we don't commit to anything, and uh, they say, "Whoa, it's one of the best kids ministries, and they have—they got the clown over there this week, and we got the free, you know, breakfast over here, and we got the thing, and you got Kids United, so we'll show up for that." And then, blah 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 blah. And then, we heard you're having a worship special worship leader. Yeah, we are next week, by the way. Sean Beck and some really cool musicians will be here. Oh wait, where? You know, who's playing where? And, and okay, I get it, I get it. But when you commit to a church, you teach your kids. We put down roots because we're, you ready for this? Because we're faithful. And so we went to the church because the Lord told us to go there, so we only leave when he tells us to leave. We don't leave because, you know, Pastor Bernie works short sleeves. Come on, come on. Or play the drums. Come on. So the church, you got it? By the way, what we do at this church is because people like you, we clean the church with volunteers. We, you know, we feed people on Monday because of volunteers. Um, We do what we do because you give financially and because you pray and and our children's ministries only happens because people say, this is my church. It's a great day when people say, I'm going to Foursquare. I'm going to church on C Street. I'm going to Bernie's Church. Great thing when you say this, that's my church. (laughs) You tell your kids, let's pray for our church. and You have dinner and you pray for God to bless everyone and save the planet. And then you say, and pray for our church. And our pastor, oh, let's pray. He needs so much help. Pray for that boy. You know, hey, we develop faithfulness by guarding ourselves from and resisting temptation. We develop our faithfulness, number two, by seeking the Holy Spirit to empower us. Just call on Him. The Holy Spirit, I need you. It's a fruit of the Spirit, not a fruit of the flesh. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power. Notice that. My power. He didn't just say my comfort. He didn't just say when you're hurting, I'll just come alongside you and and give you a spiritual back rub. He said, no, I'm going to give you my power. It will be sufficient for you, and my power will be made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest in me. Lord, I need your power so I can be faithful. And whenever you feel unfaithfulness rise, just say, get behind me, Satan. And just move out. And and, and of course, number three, being in the Bible is so key. So key. We read the Bible together as a church. You can get a Bible bookmark and guest services. It's free. And and, uh, there's life journals in there. But 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, all scripture is God-breathed. And useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's you, may be thoroughly equipped for every good word. We, we go to read the Bible, and the Bible ends up reading us. Have you noticed? And it sharpens us, and it equips us, it helps us to be faithful. Number four, getting back up when you're knocked down. I won't take time to tell you the story of Peter, but you remember that, 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 that he denied the Lord, and then the Lord used him to be the first person to declare the gospel by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he gets up and he's a preacher's preacher. And thousands of people are saved. So even if you've had a setback where you've been unfaithful, maybe in your relationship, maybe, maybe in your marriage, maybe in, in financial commitment, whatever it might be, God will restore you and he will bring you back to a place of ministry. But don't just say, forget it, I'm out of here. And 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, we have this great story of the end of the life of Paul, and he says, I am being poured out like a drink offering, and my time of departure is near. Listen to this. I fought a good fight. I finished the race. Not many people finish well, but I finished the race. I have kept kept the faith. In other words, I've been faithful to what God has given me to do, and now there's in store for me a crown of righteousness. Listen, it may not mean much to you today, but someday when you stand before the Lord and he puts a crown of righteousness on your head, you're going, who, me? I don't deserve this. This is not some crown they got at Walmart in the plastic toy section. There's going to be a crown of righteousness. It's the righteousness of Jesus. Which, which the Lord, the, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, whew, Paul says, guess what? All of those who long for His appearing. So, before we, we sing a little song and, and go out of here, where do you have to ratchet up your faithfulness? Where, where, where could you be more faithful to God, to others, to your, to your church, to your community around you? The people that are desperately seeking the witness of God through your life, where you say, you know what? Find find me faithful. Find me faithful. So, I want us to sing. You feeling it? Good, four people. (laughs) We're going to put some words up. Old hem of the church, come on. Yeah. All right, here we go. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. Next verse somehow. There is no shadow, thank you, of turning with thee. Wow, thy compassions, they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will be let's say great is thy great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have did thy hand And great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies I see all I have needed thy hand has provided great is thy fulness, Lord, unto me. Thank you for listening to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. To find out more about Lompoc Foursquare Church, or to watch us live online, please visit mylfc.com.